Welcome to the Beef Brunch Educational Series podcast, bringing you information on cattle production and management in Louisiana and surrounding states. All right, hello everyone and welcome to the Beef Brunch News Update for the weekend week ending February the 3rd. I'm Jason Holmes. I've got uh, Lee Falk over in the northwest part of the state and Vince Desitale down in central Louisiana uh, with us today. Uh, we've got a good bit to talk about, a good bit of happenings uh, all the way from uh, weather to events that, uh, that we've got to talk about today. So we're going to go ahead and get started with you, Vince, if you're ready. Uh, get us caught up on what's been taking place down the central part of the state. Thank you, Jason. It's a pleasure to be here this week. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a, a wet event here uh, lately. Uh, we had, uh, I guess, a week ago Sunday, just depending on where you were, we had three to five inches of rain on that day. And then uh, this past uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday was supposed to be our big rain day here. Well, actually ended up being Wednesday. It got in excess of an inch in areas. Uh, on Thursday, we had passed in front. It cleared things out on Friday and uh, turned sharply cooler uh, with, but with clear weather. So we've seen some drying conditions over the last three or four days, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, today is, is very mild. It's, you know, it's in the 70, you know, we're going to reach 70, 72 uh, in, you know, here in Opelousas and south central Louisiana. So that's, that's nice and easy on the cattle for sure. Uh, the, the problem we're running into is, uh, you know, that, that December freeze, the week of Christmas to New Year's, uh, it kind of decimated most of our winter uh, forages as far as ryegrass. And if there was any wheat in the area and, and clover was a sure slow to come. Uh, and we got people that, that bale hay for a living looking for hay right now to feed their own cattle. So um, <clears throat> I spent most of last week, even though we were at our district show in Southwest Louisiana, uh, people looking for hay where we can grow grass. It may not be the best forage quality in the world because of the amount of rain we get in in a year but uh, they got people hunting for hay from from east to west and north to south i can tell you uh, and and here we are uh december uh, i'm sorry february the 6th and uh, a, a sharp 60 days before we see any kind of green up so i know myself i, I run about 90 head of mother cows and uh, I usually put up right at 300 rolls, uh, big rolls, five by six rolls, and I'm down to 52 bales right now, and I don't know that I'm going to make it. But I got spring calvers coming, so I just I'm going to have to bite the bullet and fertilize what ryegrass we got left to try to get some green up going before. Uh, and I think that's the case with most people. A couple of crop dusters were flying around early this morning. I have a, a pretty good feeling that we're either fertilizing the wheat crop and or some ryegrass fields in the area. So. Uh, it's certainly too wet to get out there with a spread of buggy and a tractor because you just uh, add insult to injury of, of what's already taking place as far as wet ground and rutting up and what have you. So, um, Jason, I'm sure you'll cover the cattle market, but there's a lot of enthusiasm in the cattle market right now. Uh, and with that being said, there's a lot of people thinking about getting out of the cattle business with you know what we've been faced with, with high cost of inputs, uh, fuel and fertilizer and, and just... Uh, it's just, it's just tough on the old guys that are still in it. They 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 fed up with with ground conditions and and just not you know margins of profit being so low. Um, so there's still a lot of scuttlebutt of of who's going to still be left in this thing. Once uh, I watched some updates on Drover's Journal this morning or Drover's Magazine, uh, Daryl Peel and and some other uh, 
economists out of Colorado, and they said that you know it, with the cattle numbers being at a, at an all-time low coming up in 23, that we should see they sh- you know should see some historical highs as far as both in the uh, kill cow market and also feeder cattle market. So uh, I think it's going to be an advantageous time for people to rethink their game and readjust whether they stay in the, the grown cow market or, or, or buy replacement heifers or, or not, or sell the replacement heifers. It's a lot of question on what, what may be coming. So um, bulls have gone out for the fall calving season for the most part in, in this part of state. Uh, people still, some people looking for bulls. Um, a lot of bull sales coming up this spring and, and stocker cow sales. So we anticipate uh, that's again, that's going to be questionable on how good that's going to be. I'm hearing of some astronomical prices on some of the higher ended cattle that uh, which, you know, the tiger stripe females in our part of the world is queen of the cow country. And uh, it's you having to give a toe every now and then to buy one of those things. So um, it, it's going to be very questionable. But moving forward, if the calf market can can sustain and move forward and move upward, uh, you know, th- those cattle are going to sell and and be productive for a long time. So hopefully that all comes into intuition. Um, but it's just, it's been wet, it's hot and cold. Uh, it's 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 almost like we need a, a season change pretty quick here to get everybody thinking back in, in order as far as where we're going. But uh, some field work uh, wanting to take place. Some of our rice guys that work ground in the water are doing that right now, getting ready for the uh, spring planting season, which will be here before we know it in the next two to three weeks there'll be some rice planted down here and uh crawfish season is in full swing with a poor market you know with a poor you know poor than normal economy uh but crawfish crawfish are coming in for those folks in the northern reaches that are listening to this that may be interested in crawfish um you sure are invited to uh to visit south louisiana to get some crawfish so uh they they looking for markets and it's a uh, kind of strain on the market right now so uh, hopefully the, the the economy gets better, the weather gets better, people get out and uh, start doing spring-like activities. So that's about all I got at this time, Jason. All right, thank you, Vince. Lee, we'll kick it over to you for a report on Northwest Louisiana. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Um, echoing what Vince said about last week, it was wet and extreme, uh, extremely wet and pretty darn cold up our way. Uh, folks, we uh, we narrowly d- avoided disaster last week in northwest Louisiana. Uh, we were under a winter storm watch for, what, two or three days, Jason, something like that. Um, and, and we were just a couple of degrees away from disaster striking on, on an ice storm. I don't know if y'all have seen pictures out of what's happened in Texas and just, just terrible uh, what they got, you know, nothing like, uh, what we got a couple of years ago in February, I guess that'd be 21, but, uh, pretty significant ice event over there. Uh, we were just one or two degrees too warm and I was sure glad to have those one or two degrees. Uh, had one day last week where there was a little icing in trees, but as far as I know, there was no icing on the ground. And actually, you know, we come out of that event several inches of rain lost count of how many inches total we got just uh one of those deals where you just lose track because you're tired of emptying your gauge um was really expecting the winter forages to look worse than what they actually do now don't get get me wrong it's it hammered it pretty good but it didn't uh sounds like we might be just a touch better than what Vince and, and, and those folks down central and south fair as far as these winter forages. 
what I've looked like looked at has got some good color as far as the ryegrass and the cereal rye, a little bit of wheat here and there. Um, it, it, it looks fairly good as far as health. Now, it's not producing a ton of forage. It's not, and it's got it. Uh, I've seen some pastures that are grazed pretty darn close. Uh, just got to make sure that we don't have some tromping issues or or we don't get those pastures in too tough a condition. But the weather has definitely moderated in the last few days, and it's actually been, uh, been, been fairly pleasant as far as temperatures. It's been good to see the sunshine and the and the 60 degree weather up this way seeing some some pretty decent signs of some white clover especially in the river valley over there red river valley and even in in some hill pastures that's got some white clover population uh it's coming folks it's you know just like this cattle market we've been saying it's going to get better we know for sure that this uh that, that these winter forages are going to come on and we're going to get some usage out of that but I, I want to echo what Vince said, and I, I'm, I'm at the risk of sounding like a broken record, folks. Uh, I've been in extension not as long as these two gentlemen, but uh, for well over a decade now, and and of which that time of which includes 2011, which was by far the worst drought in, in my lifetime. Um, I'm not going to say that the need for hay is greater than that year, but it is darn near approaching it, folks. Uh, my phone has rang nonstop over the weekend. Uh, everybody, you know, folks needing 100 bales, 200 bales, all the way down to I got two cows. I need one bale of hay. I'm out. My guy that usually supplies the hay is out. You know, just uh, the need is great across the spectrum from from uh, from from small producers all the way up to the large ones. So I'm going to echo what we said uh, last time we visited on one of these news reports. If you have any hay for sale, please reach out to one of us. Um, and I know that when you, when I say that, folks think, well, I don't have 50 rows or 100 rows to sell. Folks, if you got 10 or 15 rows to sell, I guarantee you we could uh, we could match you up with somebody that would greatly appreciate it. So reach out to us. I think uh, y'all all have our contact information, how to get in touch with us. Uh, even if you just call your local county agent and just report that you've got fewer rolls extra, you'd be willing to sell, uh, so on and so forth, it'd be greatly appreciated. Just another reminder, this is the time of the year when we move into pesticide recertification season. Folks, if you don't mind, take your cards out your wallets or out of the uh, console, your truck, or wherever you keep those things. Even if you remember or you think you remember that you recertified last year, I always tell folks, look every year when we go to talking about recertification season, take those cards out, look at when you need to recertify by, make sure that you get into a recertification session through your local extension office. So don't be negligent on that. Try, try, to, try to get that handled if you can uh, before time runs out, so to speak. A couple of events we talked about one last time, but I want to just offer a reminder. Jason and I are in the are in the uh, planning stages and uh, of a master cattleman class is going to be the northeast region and northwest region combined there in Lincoln Parish in Ruston at the extension office. It's going to begin February the 28th. So if you got anybody in the area that's interested, send them our way and we we give them more information. I think it's going to be a good class. Uh, got several folks sign up. Seating is limited, though. So uh, if you're interested, try to get your name on the books with us. Get in contact with one of us. We'll get up, get you all the information. 
I would like to announce that we've set the date on our uh, AI class that we hold annually at the Hill Farm Research Station. This year is going to be April the 12th through the 14th at the Hill Farm Research Station. We'll be getting the registration forms out and everything like that. Uh, as with the Master Cattleman class, we are limited as far as attendance on that. We, we, we don't like to take too many folks so that we get a chance to, uh, to, to teach one-on-one, -on -one, so to speak. So if you're interested in AI and would like an opportunity to learn it, uh, give us a call and we'll get your name on the books and get you all the information needed to register. As Ben said, uh, a lot of positivity in the cattle markets. I know Jason's Jason's got more to talk about this week than probably Vince and I combined, uh, and I don't want to steal a lot of his thunder. I'm sure he's going to touch on the, the National Cattle Inventory Report that came out uh, from the USDA. Uh, spoiler alert. It, it, it was pretty shocking, which it was expected to be shocking. Uh, no, simply put, there, there's not a lot of cows out there, folks, and, and uh, kind of bodes uh, uh, well for us on the cow-calf side of things moving forward. Um, markets were mostly untested in northwest Louisiana, eastern Texas, southwest Arkansas, kind of the Arklatex region. Uh, it's hard-pressed to find some sale results. Uh, you know, a lot of those order buyers that, that, that buy cattle at these uh, Arklatex-based sale barns are coming out of East Texas, Oklahoma, Central Texas, and they were shut down, folks. It, it, this ice storm I alluded to earlier on in the report just had them shut down. And so a lot of these barns, even though there was no ice on the ground, uh, one weren't, they weren't 100% sure that they could get the buyers there or if they got the buyers there, if there'd be problems getting the cattle out to where they were next destination was, so they sh shut down. I'm curious to see what transpires this week as far as these local auction markets and, and everything. Uh, one note, we, we tend to focus a lot on the uh, calf market simply because that's what we sell a lot of is calves. But boy, I'm hearing some rumors and I, I don't like to deal in rumors or stuff, but this cold cow market, folks, um, I, I talked to a buyer a couple of days ago that said that if you think you're going to get shocked by the calf market, you you are about to really be floored by what's been to happen on this cold cow deal. Um, the example he used, and of course I can't provide the the name or anything like that, so you take it with a grain of salt. But uh, he alluded to a, a, a western sale barn, kind of not a regional, but kind of a local sale barn. Uh, they had 2,000 head of cattle. This was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I believe it was 15 or 20 cull cows out of 2,000 head. The rest were calves and, and weaned yearlings and so on and so forth. But it, it 15 or 20, something like that, cull cows. And and that's shocking, folks, uh, that few of cull cows. Uh, you, you could attribute it maybe to the fact that we culled so hard for so long on these reports. We've talked over and over about getting these unproductive, these old kind of poor performing cull cows out of your herd. I think folks have been listening maybe and, and uh have got them gone so hold on to your socks and your boots on that on the cold cow market I, i've got a feeling final thing i'm going to allude to and i've rambled quite a bit and i'm trying to talk as fast as i can i my my, my way of speech doesn't lead to fast uh fast talking that much but i want to talk just a little bit and at the risk of preaching i'm i'm, I'm kind of sounding like a preacher on a series of sermons across these news updates but I do want to touch just one more time on information and social media information. 
social media is a wonderful thing. You can see market reports from across the country, but there can be a little bit of confusion. And I've seen and talked to some producers that have debated a little bit about some of these market reports. So I just wanted to share a couple of instances. There was a post that was shared quite widely out of a sale barn in Montana, and I'll give you some information on that. Uh, 25 head of black steers, average uh, average weight was 413 pounds. They dollared up to $3.01 per pound. That's uh, $1,243.12 per head. Now on this market report, folks, they didn't report it in cents per pound. They reported it in dollars per hundred. Okay. So when you saw that post, a lot of folks thought that those 413 pound uh, black steers were bringing $301 per head. That's not right. So you got to understand that some of these sale barns sell by the hundred weight. Of course, this is a group lot where here in Louisiana, we sell mostly singles, individuals, and so on and so forth, mostly by the head, by the pound per head. Uh, just another figure is 114 head of black heifers, same weight, 413 pounds, uh, brought uh, $2.35 a pound, dollared up 970 and 55 cents, and that's a whole load of cattle. Uh, do the average, and that's right near 50,000 pounds. Um, folks, be careful not only on how they're selling the cattle in groups versus individuals, selling by the hundred weight versus by the individual pound, but also be careful comparing these sale barns in the southeast to what you see, like uh, out this deal out of Montana, because it's different types of cattle, folks. Just plain and simple. Uh, all it takes is getting on the uh, on the internet and looking at Google and looking at some of these cattle. You can tell there, there's a lot of difference, just a different makeup, different environment, different feed source, different grasses. Uh, they can produce something that's, I, I, I'm going to stop short of saying better cattle than what we have because we've got some good cattle down in the southeast, but they, they can produce some highly productive, highly uniform cattle that feed out real good and that kill real good. So just be careful whenever you're looking on the internet and when you see these social media posts about these sales and the sale results, be careful comparing them to what you see on these sale barns in the Southeast. Jason, I think I've said a lot in, in probably a longer time than what y'all wanted, so I'm gonna turn it back over to you. All right, thank you, Lee. And uh, uh, I'll jump in there real quick on the private pesticide applicator recertifications. I'll get to, uh, Maybe I can get with Dr. Edwards and she can she can get that link to Louisiana Department of Agroforestry, um, that link where they've got all of those meetings across the state posted, and we'll uh, we'll get a link to that uh, in the description uh, of this uh, of this recording. So y'all remember a couple of weeks ago I made reference to the snipe bogging up to his butt uh, in Northeast Louisiana. He's up to his neck now, guys. It's a uh, when I tell you the ground in Northeast Louisiana is rotten, it is rotten. Um, and it, once you get uh, out of these hills on the western side of the Washtenaw River and you drop off into that delta land um, and the water's got nowhere to go, all the ditches are full of water, fields are full of water, it's uh, it's just it's just got nowhere to go until some of this we get a little bit of relief. and. Uh, it looks like this week, other than uh, uh, Wednesday, it looks like we're going to get some drying weather. Uh, so we uh, we definitely need it, and we need a lot of the sunshine to uh, to get this ryegrass going in the direction that we need it to go. Um, do have a good bit to talk about. I'm glad you brought that up about the coal cows because we're going to look at some uh, some pretty interesting numbers here towards the end of this report. 
Uh, we'll get started. So the weekly slaughter fell to 641,000 head. That's down 18,000 from the prior week. Although it is a small slaughter, it still remains 6,000 above the same week last year. Uh, packers are still struggling to stabilize these box beef prices. So we've got fifth, uh, we're in our fifth consecutive week of declines in our box beef prices. Uh, so they're struggling to get those stabilized. And y'all, uh, they're looking at margins. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about for the Packers. So they're looking at that and they're trying to get them stabilized. Choice box beef closed the week at 265.82.100. That's down $3.35 from the previous week with a choice select spread of $13.32, which is down $3.71 from the previous week. Uh, declining supplies of cattle, lower marketing weights, and a transition into warmer weather, uh, and improved demand for beef cattle, uh, I believe is setting the stage for a good, strong springtime rally. And I think Lee and Vince have both have alluded to that, that we're sitting we're sitting in a spot that we should see some really strong rallies in these uh, in these markets as we head on into the springtime. Uh, the change in uh, so as Lee stated, we did get a January one cattle inventory report last week. Uh, so a lot of these numbers that I'll touch on right now are coming out of that report. Uh, the change in total cattle reported on January one from the same date last year confirmed. 2.8 million head decline. I'll say that again, 2.8 million head decline from the same date last year. Uh, this is the most aggressive single year decline since 1989. Uh, January 2023 numbers were down 3.6% to 38.32 million head in total cows. Uh, beef cows totaled the lowest point since the 1960s. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Nebraska lost about 100,000 head or more. Uh, beef heifers held for replacement down 5.8% from last year, uh, which implies that expanding the beef cow herd isn't practical from a drought or profitability standpoint. Heifers held for beef replacement were the lowest since 2011, and we all remember what happened in 2011, as Lee just stated a while ago. One of the worst droughts that most of us have seen and in our lifetimes. Uh, the 2022 calf crop was listed as 2% below a year ago. Uh, 10 states saw losses of greater than 5% on their calf crop. 26 states had losses of more than 2% on the calf crop. Total feeder cattle supplies were confirmed as 2.8% below a year ago, while all cattle on feed was down 3.7% and cattle grazing on small grains were down 5%. So as Lee stated, and I'll say it again, uh, we're, we're posed in this cattle market to see some really, really strong prices as we head on into 2023, just because of uh, a supply and demand um, uh, scenario. So uh, I think in my mind, uh, one of the, the two biggest things that will affect uh, prices going forward. Um, one is the, econ the economy and inflation, uh, what that continues to do. Uh, and number two is what our export markets continue to do. Um, domestic demand is still strong, uh, but inflation is taking its toll on that. Uh, so if we can continue to keep a strong export market, uh, we should continue to uh, to see some really good prices. 
Reported in the National Weekly Direct Slaughter Negotiated Purchasers Report, uh, that had confirmed 64,468 head that were sold through negotiated, uh, uh, negotiated means. In the Texas Panhandle, live purchases traded $2 higher at $158.00. In Kansas, live purchases traded $2 to $3 higher from $158 to $159.00. In the Western Corn Belt, they traded two to three dollars higher from 154 to 160, and in Nebraska, they traded two to three dollars higher from 155 to 159. Live cattle futures market settlements in the front months ended with uh, ended the week with April up 30 cents at 164.12, and June up 27 cents at 160.27. Y'all do the math on 164.12 on a finished deer. Uh, that's uh, that's some that's some pretty good money on a on a fat calf. Uh, live cattle futures ended the week mostly steady when compared to the week open. Five to six hundred pound steers, medium and large ones and twos, sold from 184 to 191, uh, which is steady to down seven dollars when compared to the previous week. Although we were steady to down seven dollars, y'all, as Lee said a while ago. There wasn't very big runs across the midsection of the country at livestock auction markets. Uh, nasty weather uh, from western Texas all the way up to Missouri. I mean, it was just nasty. Uh, so really, really light runs. Um, so yeah, I, I consider only down seven dollars to be a, a pretty good testament to that we're still in a in a pretty strong market. Uh, seven to eight hundred pound feeder steers, medium and large ones and twos, sold between one fifty nine and one seventy two. So they were up eight dollars to steady when compared to the previous week. Uh, futures market settlements on that same class of cattle in the front months ended the week with March up seventeen cents at one eighty six ten, April up fifty five cents at one ninety sixty two on those seven weights. Uh, feeder cattle futures ended the week two to three dollars higher when compete to, compared to the week open. All right, cull cows. So y'all remember these prices I'm going to give you are averages. So uh, as you listen to some as we get into those higher condition cows and the averages that I'm giving you, remember that there's going to be some that are going to be a good bit higher than what this average is reporting. But all I'm giving you is the averages. So those uh, thin condition cows up four cents at 73 cents a pound. Uh, those in moderate condition into the week, four cents up, 83 cents a pound. And those in high condition into the week, up four cents at 87 cents a pound. Y'all, this time of year, 87 cents. And if you'll go look at those reports, there was some mid 90s to upper 90 cents a pound on some of these coal cows. Uh, Y'all, for this time of year, for February, uh, that is some crazy coal cow prices. Uh, normally, they don't start really building into building some pricing or some value into those coal cows until we get closer to summer grilling season. They're trying to build up that grind. Um, we'll start seeing some prices like that. But uh, to see prices like that in February, that's uh, there's a lot of optimism in that uh, in that particular. Uh, segment of the of the industry right now looking at our feedstuffs uh soybean meal up twenty dollars and fifty cents at 536.50 soybean hulls steady at two hundred dollars a ton rice bran steady at two hundred dollars a ton 
Cottonseed mill steady at 392.50 a ton. Whole cottonseed steady at $365 a ton. Corn gluten feed meal, that's the 60% product, is steady at $800 a ton. DDG steady at $300 a ton. And corn up four cents a bushel at $7.10 a bushel. So uh, luckily uh, for this past week, uh, our feed stuff did kind of uh, level out a little bit, uh, but and as we continue to get closer into planting season, uh, we could start seeing some pretty dr drastic movement on some of these commodities as we get into the next planting season and the no next crop cycle. Um, so that'll uh, wrap up our markets. Um, uh, so we'll get some uh, uh, some information attached to this in terms of the uh, the master cattleman class uh, uh, coming up in Ruston. Uh, the AI class, we'll get some information on that. And I guess I'll put one more plug in here. So I think the last time we mentioned about uh, district livestock shows coming up. Uh, so this coming Saturday, uh, February the 11th, uh, we'll kick off the state livestock show. Uh, that's where all of our 4-H and FFA kids from the state of Louisiana will gather at the Lamar Dixon Expo Center in Gonzales, Louisiana. Uh, so it runs from Saturday to Saturday. So they'll kick off on uh, Saturday the 11th. Uh, we'll go all the way to Saturday the 18th. Uh, so the first part of the week will be uh, sheep and goats, and then uh, cattle and pigs will start moving in towards the middle of the week. And uh, we'll end up on Saturday the 18th uh, with, a, uh, with a big awards program uh, for all of those winners. So again, I encourage you, if you're uh, within driving distance, and you can get out and come down there and support those kids. Please do so. Uh, they've uh, they've worked hard to get to the point that they're at, and uh, we need to, to uh, we need to show that uh, that we're supporting them and the the projects that they have. And as I said before, most importantly, supporting them in the industry that they're uh, that they're they're participating in. So if you're if you're in the area, if you're within driving distance, uh, take an opportunity to come over and visit with us a little bit. So. Uh, Vince and I'll be there pretty much all week. Um, uh, Lee, I'm not for sure if you're going to make the trip down this year, but um, um, look up Vince Rob. We'll be there pretty much all week, and we'll be happy to visit with you. Either one of y'all got anything else y'all want to add? All right. Well, we appreciate it, and uh, we will see y'all again in a couple of weeks. Thank y'all very much.